1: That's comte-usa.com.
2: This week on and Three, we bring you a sensational episode where each story hones in on one of the four senses that accompanies taste.
0: Many of the smells that we uh, encounter in everyday life actually exist out there in the cosmos.
3: Food carries all these culturally specific meanings. The fact that, you know, when you see an apple, it's not just an apple, right? I was mostly interested in thinking about what knobs ASMR was pulling on maybe or how we could explain it from a psychological or emotional or
0: evolutionary standpoint.
4: Tune in to Meat and 3, HRN's weekly food
2: news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Everyone and welcome to Cutting the Curd. I'm your host Kara Warren. Uh, cool few things to mention. Uh, we have on Heritage Radio Network's Instagram account Comte TV spot, um, and it's really cool because they take a deep dive into the farm and talk about how the farming is done, the breeds of the cow, and then just about Comte production as well. So again, take a look. It's on at uh, Heritage underscore Radio Instagram's account. Um, and if you're looking for the post, it has a cow in the thumbnail and it's uh, Conte TV. Um, also, if you haven't listened yet to Carlos Yescas' raw milk episode, please please take a listen. Um, It has amazing insight into the international community and how they're handling raw milk policies um, around the world. Um, And then one more thing to note, because we've been super busy at Cutting the Curd, uh, Jessica Kesselman is next week going to be speaking with David Gremmels of Roe Creamery and going over the climate change situation and how the world is just rapidly changing overall out west. Um, She's going to get a really cool interview with him. And uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, but right now, today on Cutting the Curd, uh, I have a super awesome guest. Her name is Megan Ercole, uh, the cheese and coffee buyer of Adams Fairacre Farms in Poughkeepsie, New York. Meg, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kara. So uh, how's your fall going so far?
2: Uh, it's going really well. Doing a little apple picking here in upstate New York. Um, cutting a lot of cheese, selling a lot of cheese, talking about it cheese so excited <laughs> to
3: be here. Um, I I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um so actually I was curious. Um Poughkeepsie is known would you say Poughkeepsie is known for its leaf foliage, for its its outdoorsy fall situation. Uh
2: yeah, definitely as you head further north, that gets a little bit more prevalent. Southern Vermont um is beautiful this time of year, but the Hudson Valley's definitely got some cool stuff going on. Our apple orchards are beautiful. Um, we have a lot of outdoor activities, pumpkin picking, you name it, we
3: got it going on. So would you say then that, um, you're getting more people just traveling to the area and then, and as a result coming to your cheese counter to, uh, to do like fall pairings or apple pairings. Do you see more of that at your cheese counter?
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, the climate's been a little bit weird just because um, maybe this time a year ago, we'd be having more conversations about uh, cheese and, you know, really going through things. Um, and that has started to pick up a little bit. But when um, we started wearing masks and all of that, it became much more of like get in, get out quickly. So um, it's nice to be able to speak Um about cheese on a show like this where we can actually have a conversation and not
3: feel awkward. Totally, no, it's, it's, it's a nice relief for sure. You know, I had like a funny thought even, and, and this is a little bit of a curveball. Has anyone ever come to the counter and been like, I have these color leaves and I want you to interpret them and give me a cheese per leaf, you know? <laughs> uh,
2: no, but if you wanna come in with some leaves, we can definitely have some fun. You'll um, be,
3: like, my, my leaf reader. Instead of, like, tea reading, you know, the tea leaves, you'll be my my, my true tree leaf reading cheese counter expert.
2: Yeah, no, I, I love it.
3: <laughs> Always a okay, great challenge, so,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I, I know how to bring it sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little bit about um, Adams Fair Acre Farms, like, what kind of store it is, um, and how, you know, basically how it's organized? Sure. Um, Adams is...
2: Awesome. We started as a farm stand in 1919. So we celebrated our 100th anniversary last year, which is, woo, go Adams.
3: Yeah, congrats.
2: Um, Yeah, pretty awesome. It actually started in the Poughkeepsie location. So they farmed the land and had a small stand on Route 44 right out in front of where our current store sits. Um, Later on, they built an actual structure, so they built the roof and some stilts. And then eventually we got a concrete floor, and then eventually we got some walls. Um, so it's been <laughs> very much a um, farm stand focused store, um, but we've grown to four stores. We added a meat and cheese area. We added a seafood department. Um, so it has very much evolved over those hundred years. And now we are definitely produce focused, but have uh, an amazing selection of fine meats, fine seafood, uh, a great deli counter, and then of course my love, cheese. So um, it's a pretty cool place to work. How many, and like, how many cheeses do you guys carry? Cause I know it's a lot. <laughs> Ooh, well, um, I have fifty nine refrigerated feet of cheese and that's four shelves high. So uh, it ranges between like five hundred and probably six fifty seven hundred. Wow. Oh,
3: my God.
2: Beyond just the cheese portion. We also sell coffee, olives, um, grated cheeses.
3: It's a lot. And you. So when did you get to the cheese? Like, when did you start acting as the buyer there?
2: So I started in 2016. Um, I was with the store already. Um, I'm classically trained from the culinary, so I was actually in prepared foods. And the opportunity came about to um, be the manager in cheese. And uh, I kind of jumped at it because I got to talk about something I truly loved and um, got to, you know, help people explore and build their palate, which is really probably one of the most fun parts of my job.
3: Were you, when you were in culinary school, did you um,
2: have some cheese exposure then? Not really. Um, hmm. It's kind of unfortunate, but um, that you know, you might sit around a table and have a few cheeses in front of you just as a social gathering with friends, but it was never really the focus of the culinary.
3: I wonder if um, the school you used to go to would be interested in a cheese program at some point. I wonder if you could like spearhead that or something fun. That would be awesome. Hmm. Hmm. Brainstorming ideas. I like it. Love it. it. Um, okay. So you have this humongous cheese counter going on. Uh, mm-hmm. How many mongers do you manage?
2: 21 currently. Um, oh. whew. <laughs> yeah. It's, Whoa. A, it's a lot. Um, so as I alluded to earlier, we're not just doing cheese. We also have the coffee portion of our counter. So we have a full service, um, coffee counter. We serve lattes and cappuccinos, specialty drinks. So every side of our Island is very busy. Um, whether we're cutting and used to be tasting, but not anymore, um, or serving up lattes or ice lattes, um, we're definitely one big moving unit.
3: (laughs) Well, and I think, so I've been to the store. Can you describe for the listeners the way the cheese counter is set up? Because it's, it's slightly different than I think other stores I've been to.
2: Yeah, it's a little higher than, um, maybe your traditional counter. Um, it's multi-deck shelving, which for those of you who don't know, Cheese cases. It's um, instead of just being one bay, it's actually got like three, two to three shelves, and then a lower bay. So it's quite a big case just vertically and then also goes around. Um, and we kind of operate like a beehive. We have one entrance, lots of busy bees inside, and we go in and out all the time. Uh,
3: so. And and it's in a circle too, or an oval, I guess you might say. The way, yeah. I, so like, I feel like you can walk, like you, your eye catches the cheese case, and you're like, okay, there's cheese, and then you try to follow it, and it's like one big wrap around. Like you keep going and going, and you're like, there's more. Yeah, wait, it's almost a whole like an infomercial. <laughs> it's like the.
2: But wait, there's more.
3: Um, De- definitely, yeah. I mean. Do you, when you set that up, do you think like this is where I first want them to this is what I want the customer to first see? And then like how do you organize what the next like layers are for them to did you like did you plan that out? Is that oh, is something yeah. you worked on? Yeah.
2: Actually, um I would love to be able to give you a visual of that, but it was quite a uh I don't know, a psychotic mathematical visual of my old case and where I wanted to expand. Um, So I actually gained about 8 to 10 feet when we renovated. I don't have the exact figure but 8 to 10 feet with three shelves so that becomes 40 feet which is awesome. Um, So one of the areas I really wanted to focus on growing because it is something that we're known for is our local section. Um, we had unfortunately lost a case prior to our renovation. So we really had to squeeze that into our current footprint and it just didn't do it justice. Um, you couldn't see how beautiful the cheeses were. You couldn't really have a nice display of them. It was just trying to fit them in so we could offer them. Um, so that was probably my primary focus. Let's make that the spotlight of the case. And I kind of put that on the most triumphant turn where Mm -hmm. I thought there would be some good foot traffic, Um, and it's worked beautifully. We sell a lot of local cheese.
3: Any uh, local shout-outs that you want to give to the cheese producers?
2: Yeah, I mean, we work directly with a lot of people in our area, so um, Colin McGrath from McGrath Cheese up in Hudson, is a good friend. He's awesome. He and Mel kill it daily. Um, I can only imagine how busy they have been. Mm -hmm. Rory from uh, Chase Home, what's up, dude? (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's i mean we just have so many local cheese producers it's really cool
3: no and it's great i feel like you're looking out for the hudson valley upstate new york producers i mean i would imagine do do cheese producers come to you to premiere their cheeses or get like like a focus group kind of attention at
2: all yeah yep um i've worked very closely with a couple of distributors who kind of um support local first um and a few times they've said you've got a box coming look for this box and uh let me know what you think it's not out there yet <laughs> i'm like oh boy yeah. what am i getting I, but it's pretty awesome
3: i love that you get like look out for a box because it is like that like yeah <laughs> here's this random box many pieces of cut in it um that's super super cool um and are you i guess i what i want to segue to now is what are you seeing fall trend wise like what what's coming your way in Uh, terms of trends
2: well our trends kind of hinge off of produce because we are such a produce-based um store it's the first thing you walk into but right next door is us so um if the plums are looking great then watch out wash rinds and greyer that's what we're mm. going to be selling more of um, right now the apples are beautiful uh, nice and plump very fragrant so cheddar has been going
3: wild um, isn't yeah. cheddar always wild i feel like cheddar yeah, cheddar's, I mean, cheddar's, one cheddar's one of those always things wild. Um, a curious question because sure. i've been kind of researching fall cheeses do you guys have you had like fall spice theme cheeses come your way are you selling any of those um actually so we do have a couple
2: we have a pumpkin spice chev from nettle meadow so it's a chev cup it's got pumpkin and also pumpkin maple and pumpkin spice so it's a little on the sweeter side it's kind of pumpkin pie Um, it's very good but yeah. then we also had Daffinwa come out with um, pumpkin seed daffinois, which when I first read it, I was like, what? Huh. Um, but then I dug a little further and it's actually roasted pumpkin seeds that are within the curd of the cheese. And so I rolled the dice, brought in a few wheels. It's delicious. It's. it's I have so to good. check
3: that one out. I, I didn't even know that existed. I know, That's right? Snuck it's, by me. <laughs> it's
2: got a uh, it's got a beautiful orange rind with the uh, a bloom grown over it. Um, so it's kind of like your fall leaf um, idea in a cheese. And then within that, it's got these beautifully speckled pumpkin seeds. So you've got uh, little roasting on the outside with the brown, and then just bright green in the middle. It's really cool.
3: Hmm. Uh, I'll have to look out for that one. And this is a triple creme brie uh, fromage daffinois with uh, roasted pumpkin spice. Is that, is that, did I nail that? Is that right? Pumpkin seeds. So there's no
2: spice. Ah, That's, you know what?
3: That's the trick in the, in the formula there really. Uh, You're right. It's not the spice. It's Um, really,
2: it's a cool cheese. And I mean, daffinois has that like beautiful uh, grassiness anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. but then you mm-hmm.
2: add in the nuttiness from the pumpkin seed, and it's just like, whoa, this is pretty cool.
3: Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I say we we take a quick break here, um, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about your pairings because I'm, I'm excited to hear about what you have in store for us uh, with that. Okay, everyone. Uh, this is Cutting the Curd with Kara Warren and your guest Meg Ercole of uh, Poughkeepsie Adams, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute.
1: This episode of Cutting the Curd is brought to you by Comté Cheese Association. Comté Cheese Association represents the Comté PDO, Comté Protected Designation of Origin, in the USA. Comté is a raw milk cooked, pressed cheese from the Jura Mountains of France. There, every day, 2,500 family farms deliver milk to over 150 local cheesemaking facilities, or fruitiers, This milk must be transformed into Comté within 24 hours of milking to preserve the lactic microflora in the milk, ensuring the cheese's aromatic potential. About 105 gallons of milk are required to craft a single wheel of Comté. Comté takes time to acquire its flavors in the affinage cellars. After eight months of aging by dedicated affineurs on average, each wheel of Comté is graded and shipped to market. No wheel of Comté is the same, T E USA.com.
3: Hi everyone. Welcome back to cutting the curd. I'm Kara Warren. Uh, today we have Meg from Adams Poughkeepsie on, and we're going to start talking about pairings for the fall because there's all kinds of pumpkin seed, pumpkin spice, but, uh, I think people are drinking heavier now. Or right, I hope they are because it's that kind of weather. And, um, you know, I say, why not? Let's talk fall. Um, uh, Meg, what do you got for us today? All right, so I paired, a, I paired
2: Willoughby from Jasper Hill. I think Jasper Hill does an amazing job with all of their cheeses. But um, when you're talking fall, you're kind of on the cusp of that warm day and then maybe like a super cold night. So really, pairings kind of run the gamut. So I went with something a little lighter and something a little heavier. Um, so to pair with... Willoughby. Um, I have comes in Goza. It's a Goza hmm. that's mixed with a cider made by uh, Kraft, which is out of Newburgh, New York. Um, and so it's, it's gluten free. It's a cider. Um, but I'd almost put it on par with um, something that's coming out of France, like a really nice Cedric out of France. It's just, um, it's got that underlying funk and it's got terroir, it kind of rounds out with the goza. um, So you're not in like the super fruity territory, you're in something much more dry. Mm. Um, And then that with Willoughby just kind of elevates the flavor of Willoughby. Um, So Willoughby is a beautiful, buttery, funky wash rind that Jasper Hill produces. Um, and it was a wonderful pairing, you know, that mm-hmm. with maybe a side of dried apricots, you'd be awesome.
3: Oh yeah. And you have like that orange theme going on too, which is kind of cool. Absolutely. Um, so Willoughby, I, you know, I don't think I've had a lot of Willoughby, but it's like a thinner disc, right? As well. It's like, um, yeah. about the size of a CD. Um, yeah. Well, who listens to CDs anymore? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and and so it is it very funky? Use not too funky. It's not too funky. I
2: mean, definitely to somebody whose palate is a little bit um, maybe on the milder side, you might steer clear of it. But if you're looking for something full flavored with paired with a crisp drink, it's uh, it's really an awesome pairing.
3: And you know, I feel like the goza. That's like a scary thing. To do with the wash, dry. I'm impressed you went that way with it, because that could have been like a a clash. But it sounds like it it, it went well. Um, do you recommend you take a sip of the goza first, and then cheese, and then sip again, or how to how how would you do uh do that? Yeah, I mean we
2: just kind of annihilated it, so
3: perfect. <laughs> um, that's good.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's always the sign of a good pairing, right? You just don't put either down.
3: Um, yeah, you're just going for seconds. That's it. Yes. I uh, see. I see. Um, so it I'm, kind of oh, elevated, sorry.
2: like, the yeah. butteriness of the uh, the Willoughby. Um, I
3: see. Okay. Um, and I'm curious, so, sort of like a side note, because I haven't tried it yet. Mm-hmm. Do you get in the uh, Jasper Hills Scream Cheese at all? Have you tried that?
2: I have tried that. Um, it's wild. <laughs> I didn't get it in this year. Um, okay. But okay. for the listeners that don't know what it is, it's a like bright orange paste with that's been rolled in black ash and then develops a bloomy white rind so it's just like every color you could imagine in a cheese and it just looks wild
3: Um, and originally it's a waybridge i believe so this is like their spin on a waybridge from what i understand okay yeah i yeah i just (laughs) Just brought it in
2: because it was called screamer i was like oh this could be fun yeah yeah no it's
3: a nice it's a nice twist on it um But, I mean, the Weybridge's I've had in the past can be very strong. So I wonder, I don't know. It depends on the person, really. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: definitely um, not for the faint of heart.
3: Yeah, because I remembered Weybridge being like um, a more lactic, chalky, younger style cheese that was just bright and very easy to eat. Um, But the last time I tried it, it was like all farm like mm-hmm. very funky barnyardy. And I was like, Ooh, this one has grown up. This is, this is oh, different. Yeah,
2: definitely the big brother now.
3: Oh man. Uh, okay, cool, cool. All right, sorry for the segue now. Uh, what it's is okay. your second pairing?
2: So my second pairing, um, I went New York state cheddar, um, which originally came out of Seattle, but we'll, we'll give it to New York. Um, I went with <laughs> Beecher's uh, cloth bound uh, flagship reserve wheel. Um, I find it to just be really nutty, um, a well-done and consistent cheddar. Um, and then I paired that with Taconic Distilleries Double double Barrel Maple Bourbon. Yeah. Whoa. Um, oh. But I didn't just pair it straight bourbon. So I made a cocktail with reduced apple cider. I used Adam's uh, private label, Reduced Apple Cider. And then a little bit of lemon and the bourbon. And it tastes like apple pie in a glass. So apple pie and cheddar, just a knockout pairing all the time. Um, wow. And maybe a little bit more palatable for the people that stick their nose up and say, you don't put pie with cheese.
3: Um, oh, who says that? I didn't even know that that someone could say that. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so... I I, I assumed all people knew. (laughs) You must eat great cheese with pie. Yes, Um, always. uh, This drink sounds delicious. Um, I'll have to try to make that. Maybe we can get the recipe posted on Instagram or something. That would be...
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share it with you after.
3: Cool, cool. Um, So did you team up with your mongers at the counter to figure out these pairings? Or was it like... How did it, how did it go down, or did you just like take a bunch home and you were like, all right, we're gonna work, we're gonna work on this? Um,
2: I kind of, I'm a little busy, so I just kind of went for it. Um, my assistant manager Rachel is always a an awesome like, hey, Rach, what do you think about this? Um, and she's like, oh, I like that, or eh, maybe not. So we kind of dug through it on Monday, and we're. Uh, maybe we'll do this with this or this and that and so I went home did my homework thank you for my homework and um, no problem
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> came yeah. up with that um, no
3: it's, it's good because I think people do you get customers looking to make Halloween themed plates or fall themed plates
2: yeah I mean we always get um, platter questions or I'm having people over how many cheeses do I need? What should I serve? Is there anything I'm missing? So that's that's always a focus at the counter is like, how do you get somebody to the next level of enjoying cheese? First, they might just pick up a cheese and take a little slice off and say, "Wow, that was good." But like, giving them the next level of flavor, so pairing it with dried fruits or nuts or whatever the pairing is, um, it. Helps people to explore more. Um, we used to do that through sampling and sampling pairings. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, that's gone to the wayside um, currently. Is, is
3: there a new is there a new um, okay way to sample at a cheese counter yet that you found or, or still no?
2: No. I mean, we jokingly talk about conveyor belts and uh, <laughs> flinging things in people's
3: mouths, but yeah, no. I think it's We just, should think about a sushi belt, you know, like the belts in Japan, you're right, right. like just yeah. have them come out in ounce cups for people. Yeah. Um.
2: <laughs> it, it's really a bummer because, um, you know, you you give these amazing pairings or you give these suggestions and you really want to see people's reaction when they actually take that first bite and they love it and they're just like, wow, I need some more of this. Or you see their face sour and you know, oh, that wasn't for them. Let's fix mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're definitely lacking that but i feel like giving people an opportunity to explore at home with their family is uh has been a really cool shift like hey you know we're kind of bored at home what can we do <laughs> different with cheese
3: there you go let's do Ta-da. Something. uh uh and i wonder do you think that like? maybe instead of trick-or-treating people might do cheese plates this year because I don't even know how trick-or-treating is going to work this year. I I feel kind of sad for the kids, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel sad for the kids too. Um, yeah, I think that people, even though they're home, they're looking for something different to do. So if cheese can fill that void for them, I would be happy to, um, help them with that. You know, I, I think at least for the younger adult crowd, um, cheese boards even if it's shared with two or four people are are amazing because you can just sit there talk about cheese and enjoy it at the same
3: time totally like make little little bags of crumbled up cheese and be like and like a little clear cello whatever bag and hey here's the cheese um i don't know (laughs) whatever makes people happy nowadays you know it's such a weird time so it definitely is um so for sure so uh, I guess I sh- I'm curious, like Thanksgiving wise, what's your game plan? Uh, eat food. <laughs> eat
4: food. Uh, Great. Yeah. Good.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think
2: we're going to have a small gathering, you know, just family um, and really just the close family. Um, okay. I would kind of guess that most of the country is going to do the same, but yeah. Yeah, With I mean, that being I, I, said, I, I
3: see it. Yeah.
2: Why not go all out? You know, you've only got <laughs> ten people to feed instead of the normal thirty-five. Might as well spend a little bit more money on the cheese board. That's going to be crazy.
3: So I had the same feeling. I think because people will do much smaller groups, they'll treat themselves better and do a more decadent array of of cheese or wine, and whatever yeah. else they're cooking. Uh, I yeah. think you're spot on about that. Like it's actually. I'm hoping better for the industry. Um, yeah,
2: me so too. It's I mean, going to be cool I, to see. I think that'll be happening at my house, so let's go America. <laughs>
3: <laughs> let's go America. I love it. Um, also, a side note, I am sipping on a beer called Rhodes Mary's Baby. I guess oh my it's gosh, a, I
2: love that beer.
3: It, yeah, it's aged in rum barrels with yeah. vanilla bean. Yep. Oh, it's great, and then I'm also munching on Mimolette because this is my lunch hour. So this is what I have. <laughs> and I was Excellent. like, oh, let me see if I could, if I can do a fall pairing, um, and it, it actually is working super well with like the saltiness of the Mimolette and then that rum sweetness going on. Yeah, and um, there's like that
2: underlying malty like deliciousness in that beer. It's so good,
3: which is so good, and and I feel like it's harder to find that in beers because you know I. I, well, I think this is an opinion that a lot of people are fixated on that IPA piney kind of fresh or the West Coast citrusy thing. So Definitely. I kind of love getting that multi side of things or like clicking into the brown ales or the stouts if you if you want to go a little heavier. Although this is pretty heavy. This is this is a kickback. I should look at the what is the alcohol on this bad boy? Six point eight percent. So yeah, that that'll make you sit down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love how
2: um, um, kind of bright the spice on that beer is. It's just, it's wild. It's
3: like a trip in your mouth. I've never had it before. This was just really a first round go ahead. I was, again, just trying to get my hands on like fall themed ideas and uh, really good. Really, really good. Um, but I think it's like I could have this and then what's the name of your cocktail, by the way, that you invented?
2: So I don't know. Um <laughs> I was trying to think of a cool name before we got on, and uh-huh. we were like spitting stuff around the other night, uh-huh. but um, I don't know, Sidron sounds like si- a Sidron word. sounds like a
3: robot, I, I feel right. like maybe like private class Apple something, I don't know. Like Yeah, it's so like, <laughs>
2: yeah, Sidron was the best thing we came up with, and it's not very good, so open to interpretation. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay at cutting the curd fans, uh you know hit us up on instagram and give us a name for meg's drink when we share it that's that's what we'll we'll test if if people are listening to our show and if they can come up with a super cool name for the cocktail meg mentioned earlier in the episode so uh at cutting Perfect. the curd let, let's try it um let's do it. yeah let's let's do that um Well, Meg, this has been awesome. I'm so glad you could come on the show today. This is this has been awesome. Just great. I love talking fall with you. Yeah, Uh, thanks for having
2: me. That's so cool. Such an honor. And uh, it's really been great.
3: You're you're in a good season, my friend. Uh, This is like the the elite of elite cheese peeps are are on this season. So I'm I'm glad to have you on. I know I I wanted to put that weight on you. Just. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think I just got two inches shorter. Oh, oh, there it is. (laughs) Um, All right, everyone. Thanks for listening today. Um, I hope you all have a great week. Eat more cheese um, and stay safe.
4: Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage radio network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community?